Hello, this is Noah B. Ambrose, and you're listening to the Noah B. Ambrose Show. Yeah, my initials are NBA. Yeah, sadly, though, I'll never play there someday. I don't have the skills. But what I do have the skills for is covering them. See, my dream is to be working at ESPN or some company like that someday, covering all the sports news. And so this podcast, covering sports and uh, pop culture, well, let's just get into it. Alright, thank you for tuning in. As you probably know if you follow me on my Instagram, the.noah.b.a, that I promised you yesterday that I would be dropping a podcast today, breaking down my picks that I made when I posted my lottery mock draft. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Let's get it started. We're going to start with the first pick, Minnesota Timberwolves. So I have Anthony Edwards going first. I think that he's a guy that a lot of people have consensus will be the number one pick because he just had a great year number-wise at at the University of Georgia, and people see a lot of potential in his game. Uh, he can play the two or the three, and he would fit very well with um, D'Angelo Russell and... Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I think him and D'Lo would be a good pair because they both can get buckets and both can play off ball well. Uh, I think he has the ability to be a good defensive, a great defensive player if he focuses on it. So I think he can. That's going to be something we're going to see him get better on as his career goes on. Hopefully, because Timberwolves are not a good defensive team at all. So it's going to be something they're going to need from him. Uh, personally, I don't believe that this will work out, even though I predict that it will be where he goes. I think he'll get drafted there, but I believe that he will fail to develop into the type of player that a lot of people think he will be, because I see a lot of similarities between him and Andrew Wiggins. Um, they've just got similar kind of uh, body types and play to me, and they never really were able to develop Andrew Wiggins to the way that a lot of people thought they could, which I believe similar things will happen with uh, Edwards. I still think that he'll be a a good starter, but I don't think that he'll end up being uh, a star of the caliber that you would want from a number one pick, which I know a lot. I know this whole draft class, I don't think that it has a surefire star in it. They have a few guys who have star potential, but a lot of guys with bust potential as well. There's just so much uncertainty around this class with Corona and everything that happened. So the second pick, I know this one's a little controversial. Uh, I have Obi Toppin going second to the Golden State Warriors. I know some people are probably going to be confused about that, uh, but here's my reasoning. Obi Toppin, he can play the four or the five. He was the national player of the year. He's a, he's a sure thing in my mind. Like... You know what you're going to get with him. He has a lot more tape than uh, a lot of these other guys because he played longer in college. Uh, he's he's already developed farther than a lot of these other lottery guys. I think you could give him meaningful minutes right away, which is really important for a team like the Warriors because they're a playoff contender, and so they don't want to draft a project. This mock draft is as if there's no trades. So I have it. If the Warriors keep the pick... I have them taking Obi Toppin. 
because I think he could be a starter at the four or the five next season. All right, let's let's go on to the third pick in the draft where the Charlotte Hornets, I have them selecting James Wiseman because I know some people are probably thinking like, bro, why are you leaving LaMelo Ball still unavailable? But I think LaMelo is going to slide due to his shooting woes in Australia and also the LaVar Ball effect. People are scared of him because of his dad's uh, media presence. They don't want that to be a distraction. I, J- James Wiseman is less of a distraction because he doesn't have a crazy dad. Um, Wiseman was a guy that in high school a lot of people thought could go first. Um, he slid a little bit just due to the fact that he's a center and the value of centers has to get deteriorated a lot. And the fact that he only played four games in college. So he wasn't able to prove uh, the doubters wrong. Because there was some doubts about his motor and some other things. He looked really well, really good when he was playing college. But yeah, he only played four games. So there's a lot of questions about limited tape size. Which is really crazy because there's a lot of limited tape size for the other guys. Because of, there wasn't March Madness. But he has even less than those guys. Which could hurt him. And, and James Wise might end up sliding farther due, due to that. But I don't think he will. Because I think the Hornets... They need a long-term solution at the center position. And James Wiseman is the perfect option for that. The Hornets are not a team that I see making the playoffs next year anyway. So they can take time to develop Wiseman. It wouldn't be smart for them to draft a guard or a forward. Because I think that they have guys who can who can be their starters long-term at those positions. They've got money invested into those positions. But they don't have a long-term solution at the center's position in my mind right now. So I think that they take Wiseman he's their center of the future on the Hornets he's an important building block for them and I think that he will be able to prove some doubters wrong okay the fourth pick I have LaMelo yeah he's finally getting drafted I know there's a lot of people who are like he should be number one right now but LaMelo his shooting woes in Australia aren't talked about enough he definitely had some struggles shooting I know he's he's probably got the highest upside in this class. That's undeniable. LaMelo has a crazy ceiling. But he also has some bust potential. And the bust potential is like, yes, I he doesn't look very good on defense a lot of the time. I know that he he should be good at defense with his size. But he's not very good at defense. He's he's a crazy passer and he's got a great basketball IQ. But his shooting and his defense can be suspect at times. And then we add the fact of who his dad is. His last name honestly probably hurts him at this point. Being a ball comes with some expectations. And it means that your dad's gonna your dad's gonna be there. And a lot of people don't want to have to deal with the media circus that is LeVar Ball. I think Chicago is one of the teams that won't worry about that as much though. Because Chicago is big market. And LaMelo Ball screams big market. So I think they're a team that won't uh, be as worried about taking him. And I really think that LaMelo would do really well on Chicago. I think it's a good fit for him. Just just because I think it's the type of team where he can flourish. Uh, Big market. big stage he does great there and I just think that 
it would be a really good team. I think him and Zach Levine would be an interesting uh, duo together. And then Laurie Markkanen and uh, Wendell Carter Jr. I think that they, they could make something special with those that core of four guys. I think that they could be a playoff team uh, within a year or two of that. Probably more two to three years with that, with that uh, squad. Then uh, it comes to the fifth pick, and I have the Cavs taking Denny Avidija from Israel. So if you don't know who he is, I understand. Um, he played in Israel, but overseas, he's been balling out. And the one nice thing about him is he's another guy who you know what you're getting. Because when a lot of teams shut down in America, he was able to keep playing a little longer because uh, overseas in Israel and in Europe, those leagues were able to um, get restarted a little little faster. And so we saw a little more games from him. And he played extremely well overseas. He's a guy who can play the one through four position. So he's got a lot of versatility. So that's something that I really think that Cleveland will like. Because Cleveland could really use a guy who's really versatile like that. Because they have a lot of holes and question marks on their roster. And so their ability to plug him in in a bunch of different spots, I think, could be incredibly useful for them. And I just think that he's a prospect that is going to have a good career. Like Denny, I think he's going to be one of those guys that a couple years down down the line, some people might think that, that he should have been drafted higher, honestly. I think he's a he's going to be a good NBA player. Uh, I've seen comparisons to people calling him like Luca Light. I wouldn't say he's like Luca. I mean, I, they're both they're both overseas players, but like they're different, but they're both good. Like Denny's going to be a baller. Then sixth, uh, Onyeka Okungu from USC. He's a power forward and center. Uh, yeah, I have the Hawks taking him. I know you're thinking the Hawks have a power forward and center. They have John Collins. They have Clint Capella. But really, I don't know if Clint Capella is a long-term uh, thing with them. And also, I think that he's a guy that they let develop, let come off the bench, and see what happens with him. He's a great defensive player, and they really need some defense. And the Hawks also just need a guy with ups with um. I think they take him because he's a guy with great defense and a lot of upside. Uh, I think we haven't seen the best out of Onyeka yet. Uh, I think he's got a lot of potential that as long as he's coached and developed right, uh, could really be an interesting career to watch. I think Onyeka needs some good coaching, and I think the Hawks are still at a stage where they're developing guys, and they're really... They're really one or two years away from the playoffs at still at this point. And so I think that he's a guy that would be good for them to develop. And also, I think he could be an interesting trade trade piece to a contender if the Hawks do end up trying to package a deal to get a second star to work with Trey Young. So I think that he's just the kind of guy that would fit well with the Hawks. Then we get to the seventh uh, pick, and we have Killian Hayes is who I think should be drafted. So the Detroit Pistons have really needed a, a cornerstone at the point guard position for about at least 10, 15 years. And it's, it's been a rough spot for them. 
they need a young point guard prospect. Killian Hayes is one of the youngest guys in the draft. So I think it's really smart for a team like Detroit to draft him because he's got really high upside at the point guard position. And he can play off ball at the shooting guard if they need him to. But really, he's a he's a point guard. Um, but Detroit's at the beginning of a rebuild. They're in a new stage, I think. And so, giving him a chance to develop on a team like Detroit and eventually be their franchise point guard, I think, would be something that would be beneficial for both of them. Detroit needs a point guard, and Killian Hayes is raw, but he's probably, he might have the most upside of all the true point guards in this class. I, I know some of you might be thinking, Lamelo, but Lamelo's not a true point guard. Um, so yeah, that's my explanation for why I think Killian Hayes is just a high upside point guard, which is something that the Pistons have really needed. They they have had questions at the point guard position for so long. All right, then with the eighth pick, I have the Knicks, and a lot of Knicks fans. I know you probably saw I posted something about this about how the eighth spot is actually not as bad as you might think. Nick. Knicks fans because this draft has so many question marks and I know that if the Knicks had a higher draft pick they'd probably find a way to me- to seriously mess it up whoever they would take is a bust when we get down to the 8th through 14th side of the lottery it's a lot more sure things it's a lot more 3 and D guys a lot more guys who are going to be quality starters high IQ kind of guys who probably aren't going to be stars but they're definitely going to be good rotation pieces and Knicks I would be happy with a, a a good starting quality point guard. And that's exactly what you're going to get in this. Tyrese Halberton is a great st- guy who I think could be a starting point guard in the league. He's not the most athletic guy. That's probably his weakness. But he's a great high IQ player. And he was just... At Iowa State, he did some great things. And I think that he can really do well on that Knicks squad. Because Knicks need some high IQ guys. And I just really think that he'd be a good fit for them. Uh, Tyrese Halberton is really, I think, a good fit. Because in college, he played at Iowa State. He played two years in college. He probably could have been drafted off as a freshman year. But he's one of those guys that decided he wanted to stay and stay one more year in college and just really develop his case uh, to be a higher draft pick and that one of the, he's one of the few guys that actually when staying for a second season actually does that he he elevated what was already a good freshman year and had a great sophomore year um so he was averaging 15.2 points as a sophomore he averaged 6.8 points as a freshman um I think that he he really has some potential and he would be really great for the Knicks because of his high IQ and he's not high maintenance so which is really nice cuz you know the Knicks always a lot of drama but he's not he's not the kind of guy he's not a drama guy he's a he's a leader he's a cool head high IQ the kind of point guard that you want on a team like this and then the Wizards with the ninth pick, I have them taking Isaac Okoru. So Isaac Okoru, he played at Auburn, and he's a great three and D 
kind of prospect. And I really think he's 6'6". So he can play the the shooting guard or the small forward position. Uh, he mainly played small forward for Auburn. And he was great on the defensive end, which is really important for the Wizards because the Wizards were one of the best offensive teams in the league, but their defense was just atrocious, which is why their record was so bad because their defense kept them out of a lot of games. But I think drafting a guy like Isaac Okoru, who's good on the offensive end and great on the defensive end, is a really smart pick for them. Okoru is another guy that I think you could plug in right away. And he could be successful. He's not going to go out there and be a star. But he, he's a, he'd be a valuable role player right away. Then with the 10th pick, I have the Suns taking Tyrese Maxey. He's a point guard from Kentucky. A lot of people were disappointed with the way he played this season. But he has a lot of potential. Like He showed multiple times throughout the season. He had some great flashes. Uh, Maxey... Is the kind of guy that I think would be great for the Suns because the Suns, their point guard right now is Ricky Rubio. And Ricky Rubio is serviceable, but he's not a long-term option. I think letting a guy like Tyrese Maxey develop off your bench would be really good for the Suns because eventually having him and Devin Booker as your as your uh, two guards would be a really, really good guard duo, I think. And the Suns can afford to draft a backup because I think they're a playoff team next year. And so if they're adding a guy who can come off the bench and get some buckets and just do some great things from the point guard position as a rookie off the bench, then I think that's the the kind of guy they need. They don't need another project. Tyrese Maxey, I think, yeah, he's he's got some flaws, but I think he can play off the bench and they can slowly bring him in throughout the season and he could be he could be good by playoff time uh, as a good six sixth man some good guy off the bench like I think that he's a good option for them then we get to the 11th pick where I have the Spurs taking Patrick Williams Patrick Williams played at Florida State Patrick Williams is another 3 and D guy who can shoot well I think he would be good for the for the Spurs because the Spurs um they really just he's 19 just getting a young guy 6'8 he can play he really can play the two the three or the four uh he's just a really versatile guy he's great on the defensive end like I said and he can also he can he's a shooter like he's he's a really good shooter I think that he's just a guy that would fit in well Spurs culture as well. Uh, he's he's not high maintenance. I think Pop would like him. And so I just really think the Spurs, they've got an aging roster and adding a adding a young guy to Pat, like Patrick Williams to the the young core that they do have, I think would be useful. And he's just, I think he's one of the best guys you can get in this spot with their needs. Uh, then we get to the 11th pick, and I have Aaron Nesmith, the small forward from Vanderbilt. Aaron Nesmith, in my mind, is the greatest shooter in this draft. Uh, he got injured halfway through the season, ended up breaking his leg. 
So he might not play right away. Uh, I don't know where he is in his recovery process exactly. But as a shooter, I'm not too worried about his leg. Um, he's a shooter, and that shouldn't affect his shooting. He's a he's like I said, greatest shooter in this draft class, which is something I think the Kings need because one more shooter is just is nice for any team, and I think the Kings it would be extra nice. I know they got because the Hild Buddy Hild situation is kind of questionable in my mind right now. I don't know how that's going to go because of his benching during the season and I just think that there's some weird things going on with that and I just think the Kings all just really need another shooter on the floor at all times um, so they can space a little better and I just think he's a good fit for them then we get to the the uh, 13th pick and the New Orleans Pelicans I have them taking Precious Achua Precious Achua was a guy that really upped his draft status a lot this season he was originally slated to be a number two option behind James Wiseman at Memphis but when James Wiseman ended up leaving he took over as the number one option on that team and he proved that he could handle being the number one option that's definitely not something he'll have to do on the Pelicans but it's always nice to know that a guy can take over a game Precious Achua we've seen that he has a high motor He's he's good on he's a good two-way guy. He's 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 a good player, I think. And the Pelicans really they're I know that Precious he can play the three and the he can play the three or the or the four. Um he's six nine. And he's like he's a guy that I think would be useful especially at the three because the three is a position they could use a little more depth at in my opinion and so I think they slating him in coming off the bench at the three position would be a great spot at this spot in the first round um I think he's a guy that can play some minutes right away he's not going to be a star he's I think his ceiling's probably um a, th- a four is a low-end starter but um he's a guy that can could take over the games and could sc- can score and play some defense which is at this point in the in this year's lottery is what you would expect uh kira lewis is a guy i have going 14th and kira is a point guard from alabama and i think the reason why the celtics i have taking him at 14th is because kemba Kemba's on the wrong side of 30. And that's never something that you want to leave too long. You you you'd always want to have a backup plan. And I know they have a few other guys who could take over for Kemba when Kemba's done. But it's never they definitely proved that the backup point guard was a position of weakness uh, this season. Brad Wanamaker definitely was getting too many, too many minutes from the backup point guard position and not really performing up to expectations. Uh, I think that Kira, letting him develop, and he's a fast, speedy, uh, he's a smart player, and his speed is really nice. That's one thing that I really like about him. He's got great speed, 
And so I think that he'd be a great add for the, the Celtics. Honestly, I could see the Celtics doing something similar to what they did with Tremont Waiters and having him play a lot in the in the G League at first. Uh, because the Celtics are a playoff team. They're not a team that that is going to give their rookies a lot of minutes normally. But I think he's a definitely a developmental piece that has some high upside and definitely could be a good 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 starter or six man kind of guy on a team in the future. So I, I like Kira Lewis and I think he is the kind of guy that the Celtics could do well developing to maybe uh, take over for Kemba someday. So yeah, that's my lottery predictions. Feel free to talk to me on either DM me on Instagram at the.noah.b.a or any other way that you have to contact me. Uh, tell me if you, what you would agree with, what you disagree with from this mock draft. Uh, uh, this is my content that I'll be dropping this weekend. I plan to be dropping more content next weekend. I plan to drop contact basically something for you guys every weekend or every other weekend. So hope you enjoyed this one. Have a good have a good rest of your time until that until you hear from me again. Peace out.